Welcome to Once Upon a Housewife, a podcast where we discuss the housewives you love to love, love to hate, and sometimes hate to hate. Your next episode with Bess and Sarah is coming up now. Welcome to Once Upon a Housewife, where we discuss the housewives we love to love, love to hate, and sometimes hate to hate. I'm your host, Bess Ellis. And I'm your host, Sarah Flory. Hi, Sarah. Good afternoon. So a brief little intro about us. We both live in Chicago. I'm married. I have two teenage kids, and I am a housewife lover. I have been with them Season one, episode one, day one, housewife lover. And I am unmarried, but partnered (laughs) up. Uh, Also a huge housewife lover back since the beginning. Do you remember how we met? Yeah, we met at movies in the park, watching the Goonies on a blanket. And I remember... Watching Goonies with Sarah and like Christians used to do on the beach, drawing a fish to discover if they were Christian. I'm Jewish, by the way. (laughs) I did my little question of what are you watching on TV lately? Just trying to poke and probe at if there's anyone interesting in the room. (laughs) Pretty (laughs) much. On that blanket. Yeah. So then from there, it was like, yeah, you found one of your... Your people. I found it. And Sarah said, well, I'm watching Bravo. And back then, I feel like we used to do more embarrassing, like... Probably oh. close to 10 years ago. Oh, easily. Mm-hmm. And it used to be like, what are we... Are we a little embarrassed? It was guilty pleasure. And you know what? I'm not guilty about this anymore. No. I have zero guilt about loving the housewives. Very proud. And celebrating them. So this is going to be our podcast where each episode is, is dedicated to one housewife and their journey as a housewife. The good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. It's all about them. We're not really doing the recap stuff of the current episodes. We're just talking about one gal, what we think about them, and um, how they've been celebrated and not... And sometimes not celebrated. On the show. So we'll cover things like iconic moments, taglines, career, fashion. All of it. Uh, and everything in between. Food, chirons, everything in between. Okay. So, Sarah, who are we discussing today? Well, I think there was no one else to begin with other than Vicki Gunvalson. The original OG of the OC. We really discussed at length who we no, should do we and didn't when. we discuss because well, I... Sarah wanted to discuss, and I said, no, we're doing Vicky. That's it. It's going to start with Vicky. So, and that is where it all began. So, I quickly agreed. <laughs> it's just the choice. way to begin. Whether you love her or hate her, she's there. And yeah, she's what, where it all started. What can you tell us about Vicky? Okay. Well, once upon a time, there was a girl named Victoria Steinmetz who was born on March 27th. 1962 in Mount Prospect, Illinois. Vicki is a fellow Chicagoan uh, from the suburbs. Uh, Mount Prospect is a suburb of Chicago, about 20 miles northwest of downtown. Population 56,852. Vicki went to William Fremd High School in Palatine and then attended but didn't graduate from Harper Community College. She originally wanted to be a beautician, we found out. Not sure if that's what she went to Harper for, but uh, she hated standing on her feet all day. Do you remember she used to cut the guy's hair in the garage like yeah. the first like season or two? Yeah, she still probably cuts all of her men's hair. Do you think she can do a perm? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Not sure. Not sure. Vicky is five foot five. And she is an Aries sign, which is a fire sign. Do you remember when she met Shannon and they discovered that they were... Both Aries. Love that fire. She didn't want to meet anyone. She wasn't interested in meeting anybody new. She was so uninterested. And then Shannon said she was an Aries and it was like, you know what? Me too. BFF. Yeah. They're very... I I can't remember which date... Shannon's birthday is, but it's very near Vicky's. I loved that moment, though. That was a good moment. That was a good moment. 
Aries are passionate, motivated, and confident leaders. Motivated for Vicky. Motivated, oh uh, confident. Allegedly, I, you know. Here's the thing. I just Aries might be confident, and Vicky has a certain confidence. I think when it comes to her work, she's confident. But like in her life, the need for her affirmations, she is not confident. I agree with that. I agree with that. She's, she's confident in career. But we'll get more into some of her uh, relationships and lifestyle a little bit later. But allegedly, according to Celebrity Net Worth, Vicky is worth $7 million. Do we think that's accurate? I think it's pretty accurate. I do I think too. with all the real estate in Southern California that she holds, as well as Puerto Vallarta... She's I not cheap, accurate. but she doesn't just throw her money away. She... She invests and it. That's something I actually always loved about Vicky is she didn't quit her job to be a housewife. She kept her day job. And it, and and she used it to the benefit to her job and career getting larger. Which is probably, I think, the number one mistake any housewife even makes is when they suddenly quit their job and their job is being a housewife. Big mistake. Ugh. I mean, that's my opinion. We'll get to those housewives, too. We will. We'll get to them all. But marriages and kids... Vicky's been married twice. Michael J. Wolfsmith, she married back in the Chicago suburbs. He's appeared on the show a few times and throughout the years. She was young when she married him. She too. was really young. For those Chicagoans out there, she met him when she was a checker and he was a bagger at a local grocery store. I, I'm just going to say it was Jewel. Yeah, I'm going to say Jewel. it was the Jewel. You know she was good too. You know she was very good. She had two kids with Michael, uh, Michael and Brianna, very, very close in age, and uh, they both appeared on the show many, many times. And then we don't know really her journey of moving from Chicago to California. We don't know how that happened. I know she obtained her license for insurance in Illinois, and then... She divorced Michael, moved to California. I don't know. How she chose Cody to Casa, Orange County. How did she get there? Where she moved first when she moved to California. She 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 didn't instantly move to Cody to Casa. So that's like, I need need to know. Burning question. That's a burning question. That is a burning question. These are some really good nuts and bolts. All we know is that she moved to California. She married Don in 1994. And Don's a fellow Midwesterner. He's also from Illinois, Rockford area, and graduated from Rockford East High School in 1971 and also went to Illinois State. So he is truly her nice Midwestern right. man that she always wanted. Why God, did she get Don. away from Don? Ugh. I just loved him. Don was great, and Don was fun. You can imagine when they first met that they were having fun. I remember there's some episode, I want to say it was in like the was second like season, chill. and the Lake Havasu house, and he, they kept showing this scene over and over. He took a shot of tequila, and he just made this like loud, sort of baby-crying voice. I'm like, ay, 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 and it was just... He just reminds me so much of people's dads on like the block of like where you grew up. Half the time having the best time of his life, and half the time yelling at Screaming. everyone that they weren't following the rules, and yeah. they were going to get arrested. So all we know about Don right now, according to LinkedIn, he's currently director of sourcing and commodities at Whitecap Construction Supply and appears to be living near Costa Mesa, California. He so he's still in the OC and apparently he got the Lake Avisu house. Social media presence. I don't know too. if he's married or what. There's a Don Gumbleson account that's just a fun parody account. That's a great follow, I by the way. I love that one. So then she was with Brooks and then Steve Lodge and now some guy named Michael who seems to be quite a bit older than her and uh from maybe the south again yeah we'll get to that we'll get to that so how did vicky get on the housewives scott dunlop the creator and founder of housewives who found a need born out of the show desperate housewives which i also used to watch Michael had sent in an application for Vicky, and the reason Vicky was chosen was because she was one of the few people besides Gina Kehoe who actually worked in Cota de Casa. And they lived really close to each other, too. So it started, it was a natural yeah. progression into Vicky. She was working out of her home office at the time with Lori Waring. Can't wait for that episode. Yeah. Do you think that Gina 
and Vicky were real friends. Uh, no, they didn't meet each other until they, they were didn't. both on the show. Because even though they lived two houses down from each other, the houses were huge, and it was, and they were working, so they didn't have time. Yeah, Vicky was always working. No time. No time for anything. Which gets me into my favorite taglines of Vicky and all of her taglines. The very first. How many seasons was she on total? She was on twelve seasons total. Gotcha. And the very first thing you ever hear. Vicky, on any Real Housewives episode ever, the first line ever is Vicki Gumbelson saying, I don't want to get old. Yeah. And I think I remember it being like, it was like one of those sound bites and she says, I don't want to get old. Which turned into Desperate. her tagline. Desperate to never get How old. How old was she when she first was on? She was in her early 40s. Yeah. I think she was like 42 or 43. I think she was 42. 42. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> It's so weird to think. Yeah. Yeah. She had those kids young. She had her kids young. Brianna, Michael was a freshman in college then. Brianna was graduating high school her first year. Yeah. On the show. So this leads us into Vicky's tagline. Yeah, let's go over those. Okay. So season one, I don't want to get old. You know, there's something about it. It endears me to her. Season two, here's to not being fake. Hmm. Who do you think that was referring to? Oh, Joe? I don't know. <laughs> I don't Season know. three. Everything's got to be huge, large, and grand. Oh, I don't... Uh. That one's kind of lame. Season four. I want the power and the money, and I want them both. <laughs> it just seems very <laughs> grammatically incorrect. <laughs> yeah. An editor would pare that down. Season five. I love my family. I love my work. I love my life. Uh, projecting a lot. This was. I think it was a season where she wasn't enjoying her life very much. I think she only pre-divorce. I think she only went to work. Season six. I make my own money. I make my own rules. Okay, it's okay. I'll take that one. This was Vicky trying to get Brooks into the picture. Then Mm. season seven. Here we go. My tank is full, and I'm driving into my future. Driving into her Brooks Post-divorce. Or during divorce. I think Don no. was still living with her in that year. Ugh. And then, but she it was really also dating Brooks. It took a while for that divorce It to took happen, a while. So. took years. Season eight. I'm my own boss, and it's time for a raise. I don't know. I don't hate it. I don't know. Okay, season nine. I make my own rules, so don't expect me to follow yours. Eh. She's she's doing a lot of rules. She's I got think. A lot I make of rules. my own this, and so I don't want to do that. I make money and rules. It's yeah, basically what Vicky this, does. This is a formula that we're. Oh, this is the here. classic. This is her. This is the peak one. Season ten. I'm the OG of the OC. Everyone else is just a copy. Bravo. Bravo. Let's do Vicky. a cheers. To oh, that. cheers to Vicky's. That really sealed the deal for mm. her. Nice swig of kava for that. Season 11. Oh, this one. Before you judge me, you better be perfect. Mm. Post-Cancer Gate for yeah, sure. Yeah, post-Cancer Gate. And yeah. season 12. I go big or go home, and I'm not going home. Well, I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but guess what happened after this? She went home. She went home. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. Oh, she went home. Those she are some good taglines. Those Absolutely. are some big taglines. What's your favorite? I'm going to say OG of the OC, everyone else is just a copy. I think that she could use that tagline for the rest of her life. Not only did she use that tagline, that's what she became at the time. That is what she is known as. And I think around this time, what are they on? Like season 16 now or something? Yeah. I think that this is like around the time that people really started to use the term OG. Nini and all of these people were well, calling themselves wrote the OGs. This for Vicky, bravo to them because yeah. she did not come up with this one on her own. Yeah, snaps to you, probably Michael. Snaps to you, snaps to you. So, how do you? How, what's your relationship to Vicky? I'm not. I, I have to. I have to be honest. I have never been the biggest fan of Vicky, <sighs> but when I have been going back and watching OC for probably like, I mean, during COVID and during. Random times, you know, you had to find stuff to watch. Uh, We have long winters in Chicago, so you go back and you watch old episodes of Housewives, 
and relive them. Some of them are 10, 15 years old at this point. Nothing so, is better than rewatching old OC. You forget how I'm great. telling you, you are correct. Vicky is. She Nothing is better. is a queen. And she's but, a part of that. So even though I've never been her biggest fan, there are things I can appreciate about appreciate her. Vicky. And I, I think that... Um, well, we'll start talking about I, here's my some thing. of these. I, I, I loved Vicky until I didn't love Vicky anymore. Yeah, when it became, she changed. I think the post Cancergate Brooks scandal. Before then, I mean, lover or hater, I mean, she was Vicky Gumpelson. You gotta love her. Things changed kind of like in the world too. At a certain point uh, around 2016, and also like COVID and things like that. So she's just not like there was a point. That she just became not fun anymore. And early Vicky, though... Maybe she just got older. I don't know. But early Vicky, though, she was vulnerable. She just wore her heart on her sleeve. She told you all of her problems. She's like, I need to hear that I'm loved. I need to hear this attention. She knows She knows she's cray. She shows it warts and all. She does show it warts and all. And that's, that's the reason about her that... The reason that she is as good... Of television as she, she is. Vicky undeniably is probably the best television. Speaking of which, so like what are your best like Vicky moments? Not the ones that are like the family van, the obvious ones that we yeah. all know. I mean, truth be told, Vicky's been on for you know more than a decade. This could be a five hour episode, this could be a two part episode. So I'm really interested in hearing what yours are and how they're different than mine. But there were some moments that I instantly thought of. Okay. And then there were others that when I watched and was doing rewatches that I said, oh, this, this is, is worth a, a rewatch and this is really good TV and it's oh. peak Vicky. Okay, so. give me one of your favorite Vicky moments. One of my very favorite ones, and probably wouldn't be picked by anyone but me, I don't know, is season four, episode three. The episode's called Love Tank. And this is the, time, this is the episode where Vicky and Don and Tamara and Simon go on a vacation to Napa Valley. This was the love relationship. This was, on the, this was a fierce foursome. This is a fierce foursome, couples trip. Side note, this is Tamara and Simon's like 10th wedding anniversary trip and they just decided to invite Vicky and Don to go with them on it. So, oh, solid relationship. Yeah, absolutely. They do some wine tastings at uh, some, some wineries. Vicky doesn't seem super interested in the wine tastings that they're at. She sort of says things like, this is very fancy. Were they sourcing for Vicky Wines by Wives? I think they were probably doing some internal research at this point, and they made them go to Napa. But I think it has come out in the episode that they had never been to Napa before, either of them. And it's like, you live in California. I live in Chicago. I've been to Napa twice. So it's like, you just... <laughs> okay, and I haven't been to Napa yet, so there. <laughs> right, but I mean... Yeah, whatever but this is very fancy uh which i think is an iconic like vicky's always trying to vicky can be fancy oh but she's always trying to take herself back to those Midwestern she does like a roots target and, and a home goods yeah really so anyway vicky kind of treated the wine tastings a, it's funny she treated them kind of like a sporting event sort of trying to like chug the small amounts of wine that they give you and and like woo you know How after she each sip ordering her fancy food in this episode okay so this this is like the best part to me is that the Tamara and Simon and Vicky and Don go to this dinner I, I think it's the anniversary date I don't know but they go to Etoile at Chandon sounds to like a Vicky restaurant for sure yeah right they all kind of show up sort of awkwardly and um Get seated at the table, and when they get seated, Vicky says, "Wow, I feel like a princess." Ooh. Mm. And this is a tasting menu restaurant. This is a fancy like Did everyone they know gets a certain number of courses on the menu at this tasting restaurant. Well, I'll tell you who knew the most on the menu is Don. I probably Don. I, Don I seems like a good person it. to dine with. Don was like, "Give me the next course. I'm ready for more oysters." The other people. I feel were, like Simon would probably be more into it too, but Simon I feel like Tamara and yeah. Vicky. Ew, raw So there fish. was this big thing where the waiter comes over, and uh, I'm telling you, this episode is worth a, re- a rewatch because it's hilarious. The waiter comes up and explains that they, you know, it's a tasting menu style, and 
and they need to order a tasting menu style. So there's like apparently on this menu like four different tasting menus, and you either like it's the like left we'll side take, or the right side of the menu. Left side or the right side, and they all think Vicky's like we we should all order the same one, um, so we can all go well, through the same experience. The same I don't know if they did. They had to. Okay, but then there's this whole thing where like Simon doesn't eat red meat. And, and Vicky goes, oh, Vicky starts to... All she wants to do is eat oh, red meat. Listen to this. Vicky immediately starts to say things when she's looking at the menu, gets real anxiety, and starts to say things that she doesn't do. I don't do scallops. I don't do oysters. I don't do this, and I don't do that. Most of it are fish that she doesn't know. She does not eat fish. Fish that she doesn't know. She later says, okay, we ordered. Great. And then she goes, to tell you the truth, I would have just preferred a piece of steak and a salad. That's, <laughs> and you know she probably blames Chicago that, on like a steak and potatoes. She's over at Gibson's girl. getting her steak and cake and her like side of creamy mashed potatoes and she's good. Uh, this to me goes to pack just into Vicky as I think one of her qualities is that she's like this truly Americanized woman. And I think this is like She's, it goes into her travel style. It goes into her style as a person. Agree and yet also disagree because okay. with her travel style, I mean, in those early seasons, she went to Greece, which was the family van vacation, although it was a Greek cruise. She took her mother and daughter to Italy at some point. Like, she does like to go and visit other locations, but I think she is very food Right. So that's what I'm not, I'm not talking about her travel locations. I'm talking about her travel style. So I also watched the Italy episode. And the funny thing is she always has this with waiters. Waiters come up and they say, um, these are the kinds of, like in Italy, these are the red, I'm speaking French right now, I guess. These are the red wines that we have. And we have this and we have that. So we have the Chianti. And she goes from California. She absolutely (laughs) said that. She goes, "Ah, I'm sorry. I'm American. I only know California wines. I'm so sorry. Oh. Do you have a Cabernet? Just get a Chianti and call it a day. And Vicky. she is like, I don't know anything on this menu. And she just does that everywhere she goes, which is, I don't know. That's what I think. She's got a, she's a truly Americanized woman, which I'm not saying that's bad, but she's just, she, she calls herself out of that everywhere she goes. Well, the episode you love too is also, I mean, one of the original Vicky things that you think of was born of this episode. Her love tank. Oh, yeah, her love tank. So I'll get to that. That's actually the title of the episode. So anyway, throughout the course of this meal, things come out like bone marrow, oysters, foie gras, sous vide items. She is just like like doing this the whole time. I like to die. It's a great rewatch, I'm telling you. She's lost, confused, grossed out. She doesn't actually mind saying so. She takes a bite of every little thing. She calls it foie gras. <laughs> and she's like, I no, like this, and it's I don't know, it's a good, it's a good I rewatch. Would be mortified eating this meal. So part way into dinner, though, this is where the conflict happens. Tamara and Simon show some cute affection to each other, you know, some like I love yous and some kisses. It's their anniversary, right? Which is also hard to imagine because they had such they a were, tumultuous they marriage were still trying to have that. But Tamara and Simon have some cute affection, and Vicky just looks with puppy dog eyes at them like, why don't I have that? She is, it, it instantly gets super jealous. And just looking in hindsight of just what happened in her marriage and what happened with everything, she looks over at Don and she says, oh, say you love me. Say you love me. Oh, so much pressure. Say you love me. And then she's like, don't you love me? You should treat me like that. And she just goes into this whole thing, and he won't. He won't. She goes, see? He won't. He doesn't do it. He's feeling put on the spot. I don't think Don liked being on camera, and I think he did it for Vicky, which should just be proven the most of his love for Vicky that he, like, did this show yeah. with her. When you know he didn't want to be. So she mentions she wants all she wants is attention from him. Um, of all the five love languages, this is, this, this is how the... It's kind of this section of this episode ends. All of the five love, love languages that Don gives me, and then she counts them all. This, this one, this one. This. I don't even know what they are. Mm-hmm. And she goes, he gives me, and then she looks at the camera, and she goes, none. Oof. This is when they were doing the Her those, tank like, is empty. Her tank is empty. Her this tank is empty. This is when they're doing those immediate interviews, too, right yeah. after. This she wasn't just this doing confessionals. And this, and this one, and this one. She goes, he gives me 
None. Can you imagine being done and watching that over the when, yeah. when it aired? Truly chilling. And at this time, what I think you and I have talked out about briefly is that we think she's already somewhat affiliated with Brooks. Do you at think this point. they had we, met at this point? Oh, yeah. I think they've met and maybe had a, at least like a, I don't know, a and mental relationship or something. Like, is your love tank full? Which is how you can gauge Vicky's yeah. happiness. So this is this is a, an iconic episode oh, to me. That is an iconic and It moment. is 100% worth a rewatch. What, what do you got? Okay, this one's from later. This is season 12, episode 17, A Case of the Vickies. <laughs> this is Vicky in Iceland having a moment she at this point in their iceland trip the sun has been up this is post cancer gate she's on shaky ground with all of them yet still filming this is kelly dodd time and 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 what's the other girl's name that was there lydia was this was lydia's second no no Uh, oh peggy peggy sulahan peggy sulahan yeah this was her one and only season for her they're in iceland it's sunny all the time I think Vicky had been partying. I think someone gave her a Xanax. Everything. Vicky was just running on fumes. And she basically started having a brief panic attack. She was white. She was sweating. She was red at the same time. It was a hot freaking mess. They're all in there. They call an ambulance. She thinks she's having a heart attack. She is clearly needing to go to the hospital for just a few moments. Vicky thinks she needs to go to the hospital for everything. But Vicky is very accident prone. They take her. Shannon does the funniest confessional moment to me where she's talking about how they're in the hotel ranga. <laughs> they bring Vicky out on a gurney. She covers herself with a sheet because she looks like, you just know, she looks like shit. She didn't want to be seen on the camera. She was sweaty, clear, red. All of it at the same time. <laughs> Shannon's in the confessional. We're in the hotel ranga, so hide your face with the robe. The paps might take a picture of you. <laughs> which was basically what Vicky was doing. And I drove past the hotel ranga when I was in Iceland. It's in the middle of nowhere. I believe it. Nowhere. I believe it. I Just because the episode had just been on before that, mm-hmm. and I just did a circle drive up, up to it. Didn't go in or anything. But yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. She was running on fumes, and then after she went to the hospital, and they're all taking shifts, coming back to visit her in the hospital, she gets back home. What's the first thing she does? She has a glass of champagne, because she's just so happy that Tamara and Shannon are at least talking to her. And what do these girls do for her? It's the one thing Vicky wants more than anything in the world besides the attention and adoring. That girl wants a Midwest goddamn casserole. Casserole. And so what do they do? These women at the restaurant, which they probably kept open for them. Yeah, they go to like the back of the kitchen, right? Yeah, they're just eating their meal. And Megan King Edmonds goes, can we get a casserole to go? Do you think anyone in Iceland knew what a casserole was? No. No. All they have there are like creamy fish soups. Pretty much. Possibly a burger. And maybe like a, a, I had like reindeer. And she comes back, there. she's having champagne. They don't have And they hand them. Vicky the casserole that Vicky had always wanted. What kind do you think they made her? I bet it was fish. I, they don't have chicken there. No, though. I bet it was like noodles. Tuna? They probably had noodles. They have tuna there. I bet it was like white fish casserole. I don't know what. It, I bet it was basically like noodle casserole mm-hmm. with I don't know what in there. Being from Chicago in the Midwest, I get it, but I'm Jewish. love a casserole. Really, I see Jews don't really do casserole very much. You don't call a noodle kugel a casserole? It's about the only casserole that we have. <laughs> I do we love it. We don't call it a casserole. It's a kugel. <laughs> a kugel. And the most Got you it. can do is raisins or no raisins. I like no. No, no raisins. No raisins. No golden reasons too. Ew. Ugh. All right. What's your second favorite Vicky okay, moment? Okay, my second one is um, okay. It is called ooh, Bunko Party. Eighties uh-huh. Bunko Party. Classic. Parties over. Season seven, episode six. Uh, Tamara throws a stupid dice game party. She loves Tamara. Loves a bunko. Oh, and it's it's like such a suburban mom thing to do is like a bunko party. I bet 
you know what? It's Here's fine. Whatever. Can we make fun of Bunko? Here's the deal. Is it fun? I don't know because I've never played it. I know I would love it though. Oh, okay. I've never been invited. <laughs> I don't know it, but my mom I'm t- used to be in a Bunko group. I'm telling you, in, like, if you went 90s. to a Bunko party, you would have a ball. Yeah. And I would probably be the most competitive person there screaming. Okay, so it's a dumb dice game, but she makes it funner by doing an 80, a cute 80s theme. So we've got, like, Heather showing up as a Robert Palmer chick, Tamara's the workout queen, and we've got, like, a handful of Madonnas over here. It's so it's at some kind of event venue, which no matter if how I paused on the screen, I couldn't tell the name of this venue. It's like some... All of the diamond, venue names in Orange drink. County. What was the name of that restaurant Place. that they all go to? It's Quiet Woman? Like, no, that's actually a good name for a restaurant, but I feel like every restaurant they pause on. Javier's? It's always like Fish and Bone. or just Oh, like, yeah, the suburban ones. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, what, Fish and Bone. or <laughs> It's always with an ampersand. Mm-hmm. It's, this is something weird like that. It's an event venue. Um, everyone's partner's... You know, they're playing Bunko, and then all of a sudden they do this big, like, reveal where all the guys come in dressed as their 80s. You know, we've got, like, a Billy Ray Cyrus-looking guy, and we've got, like, some rock and roll No, Terry people. comes in in, like, a quiet riot sort of costume. Well, his bro- brother was in that. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's partners come in uh, later, except for Brooks, who we hear Tamara say, I tried to get Brooks here, but at this point, like, everyone hates him. But Tamara says something to Vicky under her you know kind of goes over to her and says I tried to get him here I tried really hard to get him here I'm not sure that's true and then we also find out I'm not sure why that Jim Bellino was not invited so Alexis is there alone um Tamara says let's see okay I already got that Vicky looks scared and alone because she's uncoupled she hates to be alone she hates to be alone she hates she's so uncomfortable and that's probably always how she feels when she's alone it's one of her biggest um Mm -hmm. like thorns I think is that she can't handle being alone so um anyway we're going through a lot of the backlash in this episode from Slade's awful disgusting comedy routine that's making fun of Vicky for looking like a pig when he called her Miss Piggy which is which he said was very very funny to her to her face when she was confronted about which I remember watching that episode and no one was laughing he said it was very very funny gross Anyway, Gretchen pretty much, she's confronted by Vicky about it. Gretchen pretty much thinks Slade is allowed to comment on Vicky's looks because Vicky tweeted Slade didn't pay child support or something like that, which he didn't. He didn't, in all fairness. And also, I really hate when people start, I really... You you did this to me, so I can But I hate talking about people's looks like that. Gretchen takes no ownership for it and just says, you need to go talk to Slade about it. Anyway, um... Funny thing, Gretchen also po- points out in this episode, sorry to talk about Gretchen so much, but she points out that Brooks was jailed for not paying child support. And, fun fact, mm-hmm. who bailed him out of jail? Vicky. Vicky. New teeth, new bail, who did? Vicky bailed him out of jail, I think when they first started dating. He went in there somehow, and she fronted the money to get him out. Ugh. So, oof. Anyway, Vicky gets so disgusted at one point that she walks out and she says, I'm out of here. Oh, she does that slow walk. I'm out of here. She does that slow (laughs) walk and then she doesn't really leave. She stews in the doorway in the entrance of the Did anyone come to follow her? No one follows her, but she stays kind of in the entrance (laughs) and she kind of listens to everything that they're talking about. And, you know, Slade is again saying it's very funny. And this is why I like Vicky in this episode. Okay. She's stewing, you know, obviously knowing she needs to get back in there and get back on camera. And also, I believe truly that she wants to stand up for herself. And this is why I like this episode. No, what she wanted was she wanted to be chased up. Vicky, don't leave. But she did. Vicky, we love you. And they did. So she's waiting around for them. But she finally gets the courage to go back in. And she goes right up to Slade and says exactly how she feels. And I really commend her for that. She says it right to his face. And she said, my parents think I'm beautiful. And that's all that matters. Aww. I love I her I think Vicky's that. actually, like, I like my Vicky. My parents, in this episode, she was going through a bit. She had just done, like, her first facelift. Facelift. And, um, but I really commend her for standing up for herself. This was a wild episode. It's powerful because we all know that her plastic surgery journey, she has been on in this show. And I think this is kind of where it all started. People were making fun of of her nose, which is horrendous. 
His words were very hurtful, and she said that right to his face. And, um, God, it made me miss her old face. And also, like, the episode where we were, I was just talking about before this with um, Napa Valley mm-hmm. made me miss that old face I, because she was very pretty. Yeah, so. she was pretty, but I like her new face, too. i got to say. I, I think, love her new face. I think I that he's got and a I think you work. can do whatever you want. I think Absolutely. it's great. Do whatever you want. We've seen her original transitions and now, and I think they're great, except with the exception of a couple. But this is where her... Things started, and I, I know when you get on camera, you really start to want to make changes to yourself. I completely would want to do the same thing, but um, I'm, I really felt for her this episode, and I was really proud for her for standing up for herself. I hard agree. Love hard it. agree. Okay. My second favorite Vicky moment, season seven, episode 12, Bombs Away. Mm. I absolutely love this moment. This is the moment where Brianna out to dinner with Ryan, Brianna, and Vicky, where she tells Vicky that she eloped. And if this doesn't sum up Vicky as a parent in this episode, nothing does. This was... And they're at some restaurant restaurant called like (laughs) Wild Fish and... Fish and bone, wild fish. Something like that. They're at something like that. and With like a huge cocktail. 37.30, Brianna tells Vicky she got married. Oof. Vicky's only met him at this point a couple of times. She's already like cheersing them on. Like, congratulations, I just met you, but glad you're together. Brianna had been with Colby, and she was saving herself for marriage from years and years. Spoiler alert, they didn't get married. I absolutely love this moment. Brianna has a bomb to drop on her. They're in Vegas. They found a chapel with a drive-through window, and we got married. This is your son-in-law. And Vicky's face was shook. Could you imagine this? I've always said, my parents always said this to me, if I elope, call me. We will drop everything. We will just go with you, whatever you want to do. And I know Vicky wanted to have you deserve that. You deserve everything. You deserve the big wedding. Big weddings aren't for everybody. Yeah. I mean, that is what I would do. But Brianna just didn't want to have the control of her (laughs) parents. Ryan's face at this time, to me, it just looks smug. This is worth a rewatch. Oh, this is so worth a rewatch. Watching this whole episode... No one will be good enough for her children. This is probably why Michael's still single at this point. Yeah, right. She truly makes her lives a living hell. Like, the control that she has on her kids, it's bananas. And Brianna kind of feels that, like, push-pull. I mean, Brianna, for all intents and purposes, for the longest time on the show, was the great chorus of the show. She was I truly voice agree of she was. Andy always thought she was the voice of reason. She seemed the most quote-unquote normal of everyone. Well, and she's always tried to move very far away from her mother. She wanted to get out from under Vicky. She only ever moved back to Orange County when she was desperate. With young like kids. Where it was something. Like, we got to move home to cure the kids for a little bit. And then it was like, okay, where can I go that's like as far away as possible that she will absolutely I not want to go. I will also give huge credit to Vicky for this moment because she knew in this moment I have a choice to make. I can get on board with this or I can lose Brianna. Yeah. And she did it. She did it. She ended up having a wedding for them and they walked down and the family. Was it in her backyard? <sighs> Unclear. Probably. Yeah. They had that a grotto. whole thing. But she just sucked it up because she knew at this point she was this close to losing Brianna. But she was. That's worth not a rewatch happy. for sure. That's oh, one of my favorite moments too. I, I love this love one. This moment. I love this one. And I yeah. love their relationship, Brianna and Vicky's relationship. I mean, it's like a mother-daughter relationship. I think it's, it's classic mother-daughter. They're not your best friends, valid. but they're there. But then they are sometimes your best friend because right. once you're twenty-one. 2019 we could drink wine together right and vicky will travel to the ends of the earth otherwise known as oklahoma or wherever (laughs) she will she'll get on two planes she'll do whatever just to be there for her daughter she'll go to places she hates 
more than anything in the world just to be there. You in a tornado, she'll do it. Vicky is she's a, she's a mom. great grandmother, too. Absolutely. Grandma and Ryan, they have four kids now. They're still married. They were living in Illinois for a while. They moved to one of the Carolinas. They're back in Oklahoma yeah. now. She makes in that Chinese chicken salad, which you know is one of my favorite oh, Vicky recipes. Sarah loves the Chinese chicken salad. I love the Vicky Chinese chicken salad. Look it up. We'll put it in the show notes on Instagram. Oh my God. It's the best. Make Vicky's Chinese chicken salad. I'm telling you. I wanted to make it for you today, but short on ramen. So, so sorry. What's another one of your favorite Vicky moments? My third and final one is the season eight. Season 8, episode 10, where Vicky introduces us to, drumroll, Andalays. Oh, Andalays. This is Tamara's bachelorette party when she's getting ready to marry Eddie. And uh, they, they do this bachelorette party, which is thrown jointly by Vicky and Gretchen, who she hates. This is the season where Tamara and Gretchen are like, well, yeah, they, let's be friends. Yeah. So, and Vicky hates it. And then Vicky and Gretchen decide to do this joint bachelorette party. Gretchen has that suitcase full of just like penis straws. Penises. We're fine. They all have a lot of penises at this. So, of course. There's but, a lot of penis work at this party. Yeah. So Vicky and um, Gretchen are throwing this. Her face is still recovering from one of the surgeries that she has had. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh... Puerto Vi- she mentions Puerto Vallarta is her playground. I mean, she's got a property there. I mean, and Vicky she, and Puerto Vallarta, that's synonymous with she, each other. Oh, absolutely. And she calls it, which is one of my notes, Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> she doesn't say Vallarta, which is seemingly, to me, what a Chicagoan would say, Vallarta. Like, she says Puerto Vallarta every time. So, I don't know what that is but anyway she says when they're traveling to the resort which is some kind of sandals or something she has a business hat and a fun hat and in in Puerto Vallarta she's got her fun hat on I am telling you and Vicky if I could go to Puerto if I could do one of those Vicky trips to Puerto Vallarta with Vicky I would do it in a heartbeat I have friends that stayed at her same building in an Airbnb where she has her condo Mm -hmm. and they would see her at the pool every day um Anyway, she is a different person when she's in Puerto Vallarta. She's a totally different person. She explains she to the ladies lose. that she has many guy friends there. And most of her friends there are guy friends. And Gretchen under her breast says, of course there are. Um, <laughs> she's divorced from Don at this point or in the process of divorcing him. And she's dating Brooks. So she's very free. She is very free. Vicky is not the most sex positive person. I think that would be an understatement. I think she's, she's very don't do PDA. I don't do this, and she. I don't, we, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about this. I but in Puerto Vallarta, she Vicky. is. She at one point, Gretchen or Tamara gives her a penis lollipop that's rainbow striped, and she deep throats that thing in the limo. I she's bet different when she goes Vicky to Mexico. She is different. Down behind closed doors. Agreed. Agreed. And no shade. It's fine. So she deep throats a rainbow penis lollipop. This is a place where she's free. It's truly where she considers her home. Um, and she introduces us to her playground. So the funny part of this is that um, Heather takes them to uh, the dinner of the first night. Heather picks the restaurant. Oh, sure. Everybody go back to your room and take a nap. Uh, we're going to go to this great she restaurant. She loved to be the boss of vacations that Heather. That I love. This restaurant that I love. I don't know what Heather's doing hanging out in Puerto Vallarta. It doesn't seem like a place for Heather, but. Pick the fanciest place in the world and take these clods there. Yeah, these clods. Another scene of Orange County women eating things. They don't know what that is. So Heather takes them to Cafe des Artistes, which seems like a long I gotta say, as much as I love a fancy restaurant and I love great food, this is not where I want to go in Puerto Vallarta. This is not where I want to go in Puerto Vallarta. (laughs) So no one knows what anything is on the menu, just as per formula. Everyone hates it. Vicky tells everyone after this awful dinner that the whooping it up time has arrived. Vicky and Lydia and Tamara Wait a second. Back up for one second. Don't forget, this is a time that Tamara and Vicky were not close. No, Neither. they were repairing their relationship. Vicky was trying to get back into good graces. Yeah. Vicky was jealous of Gretchen that they became Very Betty buddies, buddy buddies. Brooks was sort of a wedge in their relationship. Very jealous. 
This was not a good time, and this was Vicky trying to get Tamara back. Back to the fun bus. Back to the fun bus, and thank goodness she did. Because they all go, they all say they've got to go potty (laughs) at Cafe des Artistes. And they all go to the bathroom, and then Vicky shuttles out Tamara, and for some reason, Lydia. Lydia was fun on this trip. Oh, God. Props to Lydia then. She takes them somehow. I think they walk or they run down the street or they take a cab to the Malacone. They and ditch. she's like, "We are going to." They ditch the other two, <laughs> the wet blankets, and they go to the Malacone. They go to Andales. And the they, wet blankets were like, "We would have been fun too." We would have been fun. No, they would oh, not. Oh my god! They buy before they get there on their route. They dance in the streets. They buy glowing, sparkling, flashing like headbands to put on. They're dancing on cars. And They're dancing bars. on cars. They get there, they're doing shots, they're dancing on tables. It is wild. Tamara's like got someone up in her hoo-ha they're in there. They're doing shots. Lydia's even doing shots. Vicky wants to always go to some place where she is able to be the queen bee, and this is the place that she can do it. And I love Andales. I've been to Andales. It is a great place, but this is Vicky's ultimate place. This is how the much? episode where she introduced mm. us to Andales. Andales. Mm. And how much business do you think... Andalise has gotten the Vicky boost of Andalise. Assload. And Assload, I went there because of her. Of course. And Assload. And she's had her like 60th birthday, probably her 50th birthday there. Uh, Tamara, quote unquote, says, there's nobody better to party with than Vicky Gondelson. I believe that. I believe that. When Vicky is fun, Vicky is... Their hair all looks like fun. a piece of shit. They, they're, it, you can tell, I don't know what time of year this is, but it, you can tell it's like hot and humid because their hair is all like frizzy and curly. This is where Vicky pees on the bed a little bit too afterwards. Yeah, she, right? so she ends up peeing on the bed. She leaked. She says, I'm, I'm sorry, I was laughing. I leaked. I love it. <laughs> Whatever. And that's how so you know it is fun. worth a watch. This is where she introduces us to Andales. It's a great re- rewatch. It's one of her most fun moments. And the reason why I like to celebrate it is that Vicky is not like this anymore. It does not seem, she has had a change in life and she's I not I think Vicky still claims anymore. she likes to whoop it up as she doesn't but I don't think that she does as a lot much. of woohooing in this this and is like her peak Vicky woohoo 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 shot more woohoo anyway oh. that's what I got those are my three and that's my favorite one. Oh well this one's kind of a, just a small moment as my last one but it's just peak Vicky and it is in season seven, episode 17, Monkey Business, the ladies are mm. all in Costa Rica hating on Alexis. This was the Alexis is so fake season. I think she left early. They're all planting trees. Oh, I bet this is what the tagline of that was referring to. This Alexis. was, oh, could have been. This was just a peak Vicky moment. They're planting trees in the rainforest. They're having like a pretty good trip. They're all getting along minus they're all ganging up on Alexis together. Peak housewives moment. Vicky just says to the woman, it's just so dumb. <laughs> they're getting along. They're having a good time. Out of the blue, Vicky just says, you know what's going to be sad? It's one day when one of us dies. Like, what? Yeah. How do you just She was really thinking moment? about death. She was thinking about death. This is pre her mother passing away. This was... Oh, this is pre? Oh, this is seasons before. Yeah, this is Alexis. Bellino seasons. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is pre that. And out of just the clear blue, they're having a nice time. She really just knows how to say something just on. And they all look at her like, what the hell are you saying? It is just a small moment. It is Vicky needing... Vicky affirmation. Desperation. She needs affirmations that she's doing fine. She looks great. You're not going to get her not getting old. Love language is daily yeah. affirmations, which 100%. we all know because Brooks then proceeds to give her gift cards or Hallmark cards mm. every day, which is love bombs. Love bombs. That is her app. Her her love language is love bombs. Affirmations, affirmations. with casseroles, check-ins. Vicky, we love you. All of it. All of it. Oh, Those are all really good. Those are good so points. I kind of think just a couple, like, I'm thinking I mean, we can't The cancer date of it all needs to be like a whole separate thing. I, it's almost a separate episode. It's like a separate episode. That whole season. Do you think she knew? I think she didn't at first. 
And then I think she started to put the pieces together, and I think she just felt she was in too deep. She had put her flag in the ground and was like, I, 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 I don't think she knew how to get out of it. Yeah. I don't think she knew, but I think in the end she was complicit with Cancergate. I agree. That was probably one of the best seasons to rewatch. It's Megan King Edmonds' first season. I think we do a whole... That's also the season her mother passed away. It's the same season that her mother passed away. Heather's building her big house. Megan comes on for the first time. And, and Vicky, Vicky is madly Megan. in love with Brooks. And they started to... This was the point that Brooks had been on for a couple of seasons. And Tamara's with Eddie. Finally started to accept Brooks. Like I remember at Cut Fitness... Tamara had got Brooks a birthday cake, birthday and it was cake and finally the Tamara was drinking a lot of acceptance of Brooks. Yeah, and Brooks though, who quote unquote had cancer and was doing all these different sorts of resveratrol. Resveratrol. They use like yeah. great mustard, but they kept calling it resveratrol. He also was like, but this is a celebration. Like He was drinking constantly, and he had dropped mm-hmm. a ton of weight, which is why Shannon thought the cancer was real. Yeah. Was because the amount of weight that he lost. That whole thing is insane. And Megan King Edmonds, whose husband was away in St. Louis, and she had nothing she but had nothing time. nothing else to do. God oh, bless her. The detective work that she did. When she- they also tried to blame... They also... Uh, said Terry was bringing IVs in the middle of the night. I mean, this could be easily... Well, and here's another thing. Um, I would like to... Do you think... So Vicky says a couple of things that... I don't think it makes her complicit, but I think she was just lying. She was just lying. Like what? She says, number one, I have a book with all the tab, A binder with all the tabs. Oh. I have a binder with all the tabs. Book binder. And then she also says... I've been with him to all of his chemos, but not nice. his doctor's appointments. She didn't go to single because he wasn't having it. So those two things alone, even and if she didn't know, she just believed him that he was going, she's complicit because she lied about those things. And don't forget, though, Shannon got Brooks, that City doctor's appointment at City of Hope with like one of the leading oncologists, and he got two flat tires that day and couldn't make his appointments. Yeah. It took Shannon a long time. To get on board with the cancer gate. And I'll never forget a watching. A time. She was Shannon going through a horrible like, time in her life. Wait a minute. Maybe he's faking. And, you know, I normally don't do rewatches of the reunions. Those are kind of skip. But if you're going to rewatch a reunion, those are the ones. Yeah. Vicky is basically on Xanax the whole time. She is just, she's a shell of herself. I tell you what. She became a shell of herself probably because Brooks did a real number on her. She says, quote, I've never been loved like I've been loved by this man. And, and she, she cries about it. And he pulled one over on her. She believed he every dirty word her. that he said. And that Brooks is a real con artist. He was a real... And then she just didn't want to have to break up with him because she loved him so much. So she just kept going along with it. And then she knew she was wrong and just became a shell of herself. And I don't think Vicky's ever truly recovered after that. Minus the Iceland. And that's when she stopped becoming fun. She tried to be fun then too because she had to get them back. So what else do we have? Well, like some lifestyle things? Yeah, we've got some lifestyles of Vicky. Some burning questions? All of it. How do you think Vicky is to travel with? Mm, As a I think she's fine. She goes to great places. She has the money to book nice trips and to do great, you know, travel planning. She could do the best of the best if she wanted to. But I think that she is that kind of she person when she gets to there. An she, island. she yeah, she should stick to an island. And she's when she goes a place that's slightly foreign, she's the American that stands out like a sore thumb. Oh, like no. can I just have a piece of chicken and a vegetable? Dressed inappropriately at every location. At every location. And she asks for a California Cabernet in Thailand. What do you, you know? think of her fashion? Ooh. It very seems Orange County. I mean, nothing it's like a sky very, top. Yeah, nothing like a sky top. I do love a sky top. And you know what? Ramona wore sky tops on New York, too. Who amongst us hasn't? Right. I, you know. Actually, I'm just, I have never worn a sky top, but I'm looking I probably for have eBay. worn a sky top. But... <laughs> 
I think, it, yeah, it's very Orange County. She doesn't have much Midwest left in her, although her hair is a bit that way. She's, She's okay. Hair. I think her style has gotten better over the years. Her hair has gotten better. I mean, we can attribute some of that just to the times. It was of the times. What about her uh, cocktail of choice? Oh, she's a dirty martini with blue cheese stuffed olives, which she thought she invented. Yeah, she did think she invented that. I'm sorry. I, I think around that time I was drinking a lot of those, too. Oh, I would still She was getting in a little. I love, and I want extra dirty. I order them triple X. Yeah. I gotta say, it's a great cocktail, but she was like, you can't get that, because I get that. There's enough dirty martinis for us all. What do you think? Obviously, she's a very successful career woman. Which is one of the reasons that work ethic why we her. love her. Kodo is her swan song. She's leaving it to her children. She has there made a ton Michael. of money. What is she more proud of? Okay. Her work or her children? <laughs> she is most proud of. This is the order it goes. Brianna, work, Michael. <laughs> I would say work, Brianna, Michael. I think she loves Brianna first. Brie, yeah, Brianna first. But her work, then first. her work, then she loves Michael. Yeah. Oh yeah, Michael's the last one, and For then sure. that dog Walter. <laughs> um, what about? What do you think about the woohoo? The whooping up of it all. I love it. Who doesn't woohoo? I, I think, think this is my gift as a woohoo. I love a woohoo. I love woohoo. So when we talk about this woohooing and whooping it up of it all. That's the part of Vicky I love. I love her woohoo and her whoop it up. That's, that's the part I, I wish too. we, I don't want her back until like we can do a little bit and more. And Tusha can woohoo and whoop it up and not just say it. I don't want to hear, like I thought on Ultimate Girls Trip, she was like, I want to woohoo and whoop it up. I don't think she wanted to. So we'll get more into that in just a few seconds when we do like a Chiron. Okay. But do we have a rose and thorn? Do you have a rose and thorn of Vicky? Yes. My rose and thorn of Vicky is this. My rose of Vicky is she is a family person. She loves her family. She, I bet she is a great grandmother. Controlling as she is, this woman loves. She loves her work. She clack, clack, clacks on, the, on her emails. There, there's something about Vicky that I just love. And it, it's her work ethic and it's her love of her family and kids. That's her rose. Yeah. Her thorn? Mm, no, she's got a lot of reasons she's not vaccinated. I think she's... I, I hated her relationship with Steve Lodge when she was going to be Disgusting. the first lady of California. Yeah. And I just... As this is not a political podcast, I do not really agree with her politics. And I know it's an Orange County thing. And, you know. It can be an Orange County thing. I love it in spite of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my rose would be her career. Absolutely. Koto Insurance. Mm -hmm. And she's going to leave all of that legacy to her family years down the road. She's provided a lot of jobs for people. And she really did it coming from nothing. No so. one loves insurance as she much as Vicky does. Insurance. She loves She loves insurance. insurance. And my thorn for her is her relationships with men. Yeah. She fucks up the good ones. And she chooses the bad ones. Mm-hmm. And she really... And her fear... Her just sheer fear of being alone. She, she jumps alone. from one relationship to another... I think that's another thing. When her mother died, she she's blamed her mother for, quote unquote, dying on her. She, she said she had to go and die on me, so now she's not there for me. She cannot be alone, and that is another thorn. So that goes back to her relationships really with everyone. But she also wants her freedom, too. She wants to be able to do what she wants to do, but... She needs a man who wants to give her a long leash. That's what she wants. <laughs> a man to give her a long leash. So at the end of every episode, we will come up with our Vicky Gumbelson or a Chiron. Now a Chiron is Yeah, tell us about what that is. It's the blurb underneath your title card. Like what it is about you. Like what when it, they do like the 31 real estate agent. Okay, gotcha. Is your Chiron. So Sarah's got some Chirons and I'm gonna choose the best ones. I came up with three. Okay. I tried to really kind of I don't know. It all goes back to the same thing. Vicky? The first one is woohoo woman. 
Okay. 57 woohoo woman. 62, whatever she is now. Woohoo woman. Second one is dedicated Midwest party girl. Okay. She's, oh, she loved she loved going home to Chicago to go to those reunions. And she's dedicated, and she's a party girl, and she loves to say how much she loves Midwestern men. She's from the Midwest. From she's salt of the earth. Dedicated Midwest party girl. And my third and final one is Vicki Gunvalson, 62. I don't know if that's her age. Sorry, I, I can't do math is. right now. Casserole queen. Put Midwest casserole queen on it, and that is hands down my favorite. Yep. Vicki Gunvalson... Midwest casserole. How about party girl casserole queen? Woohoo casserole, casserole queen. <laughs> no. Vicky Gumbel said, whoops it up casserole That's queen. That's what I miss the most about her is having fun. And I think that they let her off the show. They fired her at exactly the right time because she wasn't having fun anymore. She was miserable in her life. Well, it was at that she point, was she was, it's my show. And that, now. That's okay. That happens to everyone. The second she said it was my show, get but off we're pausing my show. Her. Yeah. Vicky yeah. unpause. Yeah. So. That's Vicky. That's Vicky. That is Vicky. And we hope Vicky lives happily forever after. We hope that she's living happily ever after with her boyfriend, Michael, whatever his last name is. And stay tuned for more updates about Vicky and about other wives here on Once Upon Housewife. And what's our Instagram website? Our Instagram is Once Upon a Housewife PC. Pod was taken. And go ahead, may change at some point, but once I bought a housewife PC, you'll know you're at the right place when you see the mint green sky top. Absolutely. And then don't. We don't have that many followers right now, so go follow us. Go follow us and give us a five star review. Hey, yeah. you like us. <laughs> like Vicki, we too, as a podcast, have low self esteem right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, Bass. Thank you for joining, Sarah. We'll see you guys on the flip side. On the flip side. Bye. Bye.